Welcome everybody, everybody back to Stardom's Quest, the best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My new thing is I'm just going to take everybody's podcast names. Yeah, this week we're covering the Olympics. <laughs> this week, got <laughs> yeah. And our special guest, Kazushka Okada. How you doing? <laughs> Great to be here. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, of course, the best and worst podcast. Uh, got a few things to cover. We're going to be covering the news of wrestling first. Then we have our big shows for fantasy booking before next week. We just hand over each other's rosters and book whatever. So that's uh, going to go down terribly. <laughs> that's going to fucking suck. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> uh, but uh, that'll be fine. Then, of course, we're going to cover the well, a couple of the first round matches from the Tokyo Princess Cup. Uh, the third day hasn't happened. I believe it's tonight, uh, which it'll be covered next week in that case. But at least cover. Yeah, I think this this will go out like way before the the Princess Cup happens. So. Yeah, and uh, it's fine. Whatever. It's in Shinkiba, and I just want to let y'all know before we review that show or those shows, matches, whatever, you, however you want to phrase it. Shinkiba's hot as fuck. <laughs> we'll get more into that later, but then we'll close it out talking about uh, the Marvelous 5th Anniversary show, uh, which I didn't... I forgot the card when I was watching it, and I was like, damn, this card's kind of crazy. <laughs> and then uh, has to come your Rojas return, and then we'll, we'll talk about 5 Star Grand Prix, which is a shocker, because you know we do not give a fuck. <laughs> we do not care. Yeah, if you want in-depth uh, pro stardom, probably don't listen to this podcast. Probably listen to everybody but us. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to everybody but us or like Val and Conrad's Beyond the Seacast because they only cover Seacast. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody else should be fine. But, yeah. but as far as at least podcasts that sometimes cover stardom, we're not the ones to go to for this. But, uh, First off, I guess, news and wrestling, I guess, you know, for once, I guess we can talk about American news simply because it interests me. Uh, Brian Danielson might have signed with AEW that might don't come, don't be one of those keyboard warriors. I said might. Apparently CM Punk's come back, but honestly, I don't care if CM Punk wasn't really that good. Uh but I the... mean, I was I was a big CM Punk fan back in the day, but I feel like his return has been teased that much over the years. I just don't Dude, care or... until it actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fan of his promos, but his in-ring work, like, even me going back and watching some of the stuff, I was like, dang, this was not great. It was good, but it wasn't <laughs> as fucking good as everybody claimed it was. <laughs> But of course, I was like 11 whenever this dude like cut his pipe bomb or something. So uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, but, I'm I'm like ancient as hell, so I remember a lot of his run. <laughs> yeah, you're like 55, so it doesn't matter. Uh, what was 2011? So yeah, about 11, 12, something like that. But uh, personally, don't care about seeing Puck. But now Brian Danielson, on the other hand. Quite interested in because that dude is still very, very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Brian. I think he could do a lot in AEW. But also, the rumor in innuendo is 
that he will not be exclusive to AEW because he wants to work New Japan and all this other stuff, which if New Japan needs anything right now, it's good gaijins. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd probably watch New Japan if Brian was going to go there. Dude, if you gave me, like, Brian versus Naito in G1, I would consider watching it. (laughs) Yeah, instead Uh, you get uh, Brian versus ELP. (laughs) Good Brian versus fucking Jay White, 30 minutes. (sighs) I hate my life. But no, but, like, Brian's still very good. It's actually kind of crazy. We talked about it when WWE released all those people. It's crazy that they didn't do anything they possibly could to keep him from getting out. Like, even if you didn't have plans for him wrestling-wise, I would have did everything in my power to keep him from going anywhere. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I feel like now he has two kids, so he's probably just trying to have one last good run. And, I mean, he probably would have considered going back. All he really wanted was, uh, I mean, this just, like I said, rumor and innuendo was... uh good stable money for less dates and I feel like that's reasonable for him I mean his brain is like scrambled eggs and then he's got kids so I feel like him having a light schedule is reasonable and paying him good money it's not like this dude sucks or anything but uh I mean I I won't turn this into a which product is a good thing because personally AEW needs some fucking help after they followed up a Nick Gage debut with a Doc Gallo singles match. They need some fucking help. Alright? Then whatever the, that woman's title match was, I don't even want to get into it. Uh, so but, this is why I don't watch AEW on a yeah. weekly basis. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to get into what product is better, but there is no denying that the AEW schedule is far more or far less taxing than the WWE one, especially since they're going back to touring. So they like have to tape like once a week and then they can just go home. So that'll be good for him. I already talked about Nick Gage and how they ruined that by having Doc Gallows just have a singles match after for what I'll never understand. I mean, it's Nick Gage. You can't really be that mad about what happens afterwards because I don't think you could possibly top that. Yeah, because I I did not have Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho in my wrestling bingo cards this year. Oh my god, did you see the promo that Jericho did after that? No, no I've only seen oh Nick god, Gage come I gotta, out. I gotta show you. So it's a backstage promo. And you know that fucking spiky-ass jacket he wore in New Japan? With the, like, oh yeah, and too much to be bringing about the, the pain maker thing. Yeah, and dude was just turned oh around. Oh, he saw the spiky jacket and his messed up gray hair. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the worst thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I mean, I love Jericho, but he needs to not ever do that pain maker thing ever again. Yeah, I'm bringing back the pain maker where I had three shitty matches <laughs> in New Japan. Uh, but uh, I think that's all for American news. But into you know the Japanese sides of thing, uh, I don't even want to talk about New Japan because I feel like if I get into it, I will get very angry and upset of them being just plain out stupid uh, with how they're handling. <laughs> their main event for Tokyo Dome. Uh, do not give the insinuation that Kota Ibushi will be cleared to wrestle at the Tokyo Dome because he won't. And even if he is feeling okay, he is not going to be able to do a New Japan-style main event. Yeah, there is no way that man is going to be able to wrestle like 50 minutes. 
Yeah, this isn't just like any pneumonia. If dude gets hospitalized, it's a very decent chance that he won't come out. So, like, don't do that. (laughs) Like, don't. Like, I feel like I feel like the least they could have done is just been like, okay, he won't be there. Don't need to be like, all right, we'll see what he's like a day before the pay-per-view. No, no, don't. I mean, it's like, I feel like they're only doing it just to hype up so the fans will still keep coming. Because, I mean, you, you know who sells the tickets for New Japan. Yeah, but the thing is, they have Kenta versus Tanahashi coming up. They could easily change that to a number one contenders match, and it still would draw the same amount of people. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's fine. Uh, now into the, yeah, I guess, nah, I guess good news. Some of it's good. Some is not. In the pro wrestling, Noah, of course. Uh, first off, Yoshiki Inamura, he's out for a little bit. He, like, broke his leg or something. During I think he did the same thing that Kaoru did, didn't he? Like, fractured his shin. Yeah, so, like, he's going to be out for a little bit. So, I don't expect him in one. But I do expect uh, Noah to get an outsider to replace him. Uh, probably from zero one one for that matter. They'll probably then, like, Otani or Tanaka will just do the tournament. As like yeah, a, they seem to be pretty, like, buddied up with zero one one at the minute. They're buddied up with everybody. Like, Tanaguchi just did uh, All Japan. Ida's, of course, in Dragon Gate. He's about to start doing more Noah when August hits. They're buddied up with everybody, but just based on what I'm about to talk about in a little bit, it just seems like zero one one would be the type of just be like, hey, we're sorry about that. Just, like, take one of our people for the tournament. And, I mean, it's not a long tournament. It's, like, uh, 16 people, four blocks, kind of how, like, the Junior League was before COVID, uh, which, I'll be honest, I don't know necessarily how to feel about four blocks with four people, but I, th- but I think it's a lot better than having two blocks with, like, ten people. Yeah, I'd rather them spread it out like that than yeah, cause, I mean, like, you 20 people. Yeah, because you don't run out all your singles matches in one tournament. You got like, you're just running out just a few singles matches, and even then, you can revisit them. So, I'm fine with that. Uh, then, uh, first on the, the show that happened in Cork in the first of two days, they were there. Uh, of course, Hayata fucking retained, and <sighs> yeah, that's for true. But happy times may be ahead. Yohei announced his challenge. Uh, for Hayata's 15th anniversary on the 1st of August. So if Hayata wins, I promise you this podcast will just be me tearing apart Noah as a company and Hayata as a wrestler. Because I've been waiting too fucking long for this Yohei Jr. title run and for this title run that Hayata got on to end. I, I, I can't take it anymore. He better, he better not win. I mean, I think Yohei's got like quite a good chance. He's got quite I mean, a good. They they seem to be going in on him, so. Yeah, I mean, they gave, they made a whole new unit and made him the centerpiece. So hopefully, that Noah Hayata Boner doesn't go crazy and you know he retains. Then in the main event of that show, had the tag title match with uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Masakita Mia versus Manabu Soya and Katsuko Nakajima, and the result did not go how I planned. Uh, Masa and Kaito won. I was very confused about it, but now that Inamura is known to be hurt, maybe this wasn't too bad of an idea to do. Uh, yeah, I was like fully expecting 
um, Nakajima and Sawyer to win. Because Moss is the guy right now, so I didn't think they would put him in another tag team. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll save Kaito winning the tag titles with Inamora. But now that Inamora is hurt, in hindsight, maybe this wasn't the t- wasn't a terrible idea. Yeah, because I mean, it, it keeps like Kaito doing something. Yeah, because I mean, his whole shtick this year has been him and Inamora versus old people, and without Inamora, how's he gonna do that? Like, I mean, he's, he's got uh, Masa, so he can fight old people with him. Masa's like thirty three, and Daiki Nob is like thirty two. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, um, to be fair, like, at least uh, Master's not a Joshi, so he's not, like, should be retiring. That's true. Joshi's over 30, you need to fuck off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they won the tag titles. Then the following day, a bunch of, well, technically this morning or last night, a bunch of stuff happened. Uh, so Congo brought in their junior ahead of the, like, mini unit tournament. Uh, Alejandro, formerly of Wrestle One, he's been doing a lot of Kyushu Pro. I know he faced like Susumu and Genki for their tag titles, like twice this year. What I've seen is pretty good, so it'd be a nice addition. But once again, Congo Juniors do not fucking matter in the realm of Noah. So no matter how good you are, Congo Juniors do not matter. Uh, then the the two big announcements, I guess you can say. First, since I already spoiled it, I guess I'll go ahead and put it first. Um, the ex that had been hyping up for Masa and Kaito revealed to be Daiki Yanaba, who has been hurt for, like, months, apparently. He came over when Wrestle 1 shut down. Uh, he was one of the final few Wrestle 1 champions. Then, of course, he formed a tag team with Kaito, and then Kaito left him for more because Kaito's a little tag team hoe. And then... Uh, he got hurt, so now he's back, which is good because this division needs as many new people as it can get. Uh, but of course, it's Noah, so his first match back, he got his ass concussion bomb through the mat and lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Here's another injury. Yeah, yeah, welcome back. Here's fucking Sawyer dropping you on your neck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the big. I, the, probably the biggest news out of it, I would like to thank. Uh, they had the tag team preview for the GHC title match with uh, Sakuraba and Marfuji, with uh, Sakuraba and Sagira versus Marfuji and Tanaka, which, as you can expect, as you can expect, pretty damn good match. <laughs> uh, but of course, Tanaka he got a win over Sagira, and then he got on the mic and was just like, "Hey, I want to challenge for the national title, but I also have the title. I'm the zero one world champion." If you let me challenge for the national title, I'll also put up the Zero One World title. And Sagir was like, uh, "Do people actually want to see that?" He's like, "He asked the fans, like, y'all, do y'all want to see that?" And they were you no know, clapping. He's like, "All right, I guess we can do it." And uh, that is announced for Hajime Ohara's Kawasaki show, I believe. Which, props to them. They could have done that on like that eight one show that they're gonna do, but they're just like, "Nah, let's give it to Hajime, big man." Uh. I think that's all I want to get into. Well, that's all I got for at least now, because we're going to talk about a bunch of shit here in a minute. So I guess, getting to our uh, fantasy booking, how many matches do you have? Uh, I've only got six. Ha, I do too. Both lazy, so we can just trade off. <laughs> Be good. All right. I'll start it off because I have a match that's kind of a nothing match. Uh, 
all I have. No mercy. I have Jun Akiyama. Well, okay. First of all, this this ti- this this event title is called event happening, and it's held in a <laughs> it's held in Yokohama Budokan. And why this event is happening, I don't know. That's why it's the title. It's just a bunch of matches I got to get out. Uh, but first off, we had a UWA six-man championship or World Trios championship contendership match. We had Eruption, Yukio Sakaguchi, Kazusada Higuchi, and Kaito Ishida taking on Jun Akiyama and Momono Senshi Tag, Daisuke Harada, and Itsushi Katoge. Took me a minute. Mine kind of blanked. So this was just to open up the show, get everything going, and of course I needed new challenges for the six men belts because I'm having that big title match tonight. So, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do after that because, like I said, you're taking over for next week, so God knows what you're going to do. Uh, but anyway, it was back and forth. Junakiyama, he it was left to him and Kaito Ishida. He had Kaito set up for the wrist clutch exploder, but as he got lifted up, Kaito small packaged him and got the sneak victory for him in eruption, and they get the next shot at the trio's titles. That's your cue to start it, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, my laptop was frozen. I'm sorry. Oh, that's how it just freezes all the time. It just doesn't want to fucking see you shine. That's how it is. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. But uh, kicking off the Tokyo Cinderella, because we're going in order of Disney princesses, obviously. For sure. Uh, we've got kicking off the show Io Shirai, Kana, and Izumi defeating the team of Kaho Kobayashi, Rini Yamashita, and Natsu Samire. I want to do an, a feud running back Natsu and Izumi just because I love that feud. This is going to be your old and like shut up, respect your elders. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so, so that's mine. So I'm just going to like run through mine, like such and such. Such and such. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to go in depth. I don't think people are here for the in depth analysis. They're here for the booking and what crackheadery we will eventually do. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> kicking off the night, or not kicking off the night, second match of the night, uh, the junior heavyweight championship match Katara Suzuki against uh, Daisuke Sasaki, who still has his championship and has not returned it. Uh, and then with the belt. And Kataro comes down and he's not very happy. He's like, hey, need that back, please. And of course, <laughs> Sasaki's not giving it. So Sasaki hands the belt over to the ref. The ref goes to take it out the ring. Kataro goes to chase and make sure nothing's happened to his belt. So Sasaki decides to roll him up real quick. One, two, 2.9, kick out. Uh, match was very fast. It was a lot of Sasaki trying to get, get sneak pins in and get a win. Uh... He doesn't necessarily slip away with it, unfortunately. He goes for the pedigree. That gets reversed. He gets hit with a tiger driver, but he kicks out. So Kotaro Suzuki decides that he's just going baby masala mode and starts lighting him up with forearms, then hitting him with the mass driver and pins him. One, two, three. Kotaro Suzuki makes his first defense of the junior heavyweight title. And now he has his belt back because he leaves before Sasaki can wake up. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, the second match uh, for mine, we've got the team of Makoto and Asuka defeating the team of Akira Hokuto and Ayako Hamada. So, Asuka pinned Hamada and she got a one up on her trainer. 
And then Akira was kind of like, uh, excuse me, I'm better than her. So I want a match with Asuka in a singles match because I don't think she can beat me. So after like, that... bro, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Hokuto was not happy about losing because she was like, well, you didn't pin me, so I didn't lose. And then I'm probably going to do like a Hamada and Hokuto feud or whatever you decide to do to my roster. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm worried now. <laughs> Don't fucking worry about that, okay? <laughs> uh, that's plans. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, all right. Now into my next match. Uh, next match will be the UWA World Trios Championship match. We have the champions, Kensuke Office, The Aggression, not Katsuhiko Nakajima and Masakita Mia, along with their dad Kinsuke Sasaki taking on. This was not planned to go after the Hokuto match. This just it just happened. This uh, taking on, of course, KZ Akira Tozawa and the delinquent King Kong Suji Kondo. Uh, very back and forth. It was very much Nakajima trying to get redemption because KZ they basically KZ and Kondo whooped his ass and KZ pinned him. So. He's out for redemption, but of course we got Kondo and Sasaki just being big boys, trying to throw lariats at one another. And then Masa, that leaves him with Tozawa, and of course, you know, Masa just tries to eat him, but Tozawa's pretty strong, so he catches him with a few Germans. Getting to the closing stretch of the match, KZ uh, is getting kicked by Nakajima, Nakajima runs off the ropes, KZ catches him in the sky, schoolboy, 1-2, 2.9, Nakajima gets up. KZ hits him with the forearm strikes and then runs off the ropes to uppercut. One, two, Masa breaks it. Tozawa gets in the ring, disposes of Masa, and then KZ climbs to the top. He goes for KZ time, but Nakajima moves. Nakajima then kicks him as hard as he can in the back of the head and then picks him up, hits the vertical spike. One, two, three. And they retain the championship, so eventually they'll have to face eruption, so... That'll be something. And, of course, Nakajima had to win this match by giving Casey a fucking concussion, but that's fine. Sometimes it just works out that way. Yeah, it just happens. If you don't want to get kicked in the back of the head, maybe you should turn around. <laughs> so, uh, my next match, we've got the high-speed title, or as I put accidentally, high-speep. The high-speep. <laughs> we had the uh, high-speed champion, Suzu Suzuki versus Chris Wolf. Uh, 100 miles an hour, and Hazuki actually came out and helped Chris Wolf get the win. So we got a new high-speed champion. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. We kind of got Chris, like, being affiliated with Oedo Tai, but not really. Because I have a plan for the future, so I don't know if I'm going to go through with it yet, or I'm just going to stick her in Oedo Tai. That's fair. That's fair. Or I'll just ruin all that shit next week. How about that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'll fucking do that. <laughs> next up, we have the national championship. We have the champion, the almighty monster, Satoshi Kojima, just laying out people left and right, fucking giving them hilarious to the back of the head. You already know the deal. Taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, of course, Kojima comes in with three defenses under his belt. He's looking for defense number four here. Uh, and Nakamura Nakamura is looking to take a stance for his uh, unit because they are all been obliterated except for Lokazu, who's just chilling. Uh, they go back and forth here with lots of hard-hitting. Uh, Nakamura eventually hits a sleeper suplex. He goes for the Bomaye, but he gets caught with a lariat, but that's not enough. 
So Kojima goes for another lariat. He misses. Nakamura catches him with a sleeper suplex. Then a bum IA straight to the face. One, two, kick out. Nakamura can't believe it. He goes for a second. And then he gets caught with a lariat. Then Kojima grabs him by the hair and proceeds to just hit him in the back of the head and the front of the body with rotating lariats with each arm before eventually using all his power to hit him with one big strong lariat taking him down one two three kojima gets his fourth defense of the national championship well mine doesn't live up to that but it is two people (laughs) murdering each other i mean kojima caught a body true we've uh we've got mariko yoshida beating yumiko hota this was just two ladies kicking the life out of each other Someone's probably got a concussion. Probably both of them. Rico Yoshida. Trying to trying to push Yoshida to to go pretty pretty far eventually. So. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be me making you nervous of what I might do. That's yeah, and now I'm scared again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to do to to yours, but it'll probably be something insane. Whatever you do, that's fine. I listen. I do my booking week by week. I don't have long term plans, so it's fine. I mean, I don't have long term plans, but for yours, I'll probably just do one match and it'll be a battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> one match and it's just a battle royal. <laughs> oh lord! All right. All right. Now we're getting to our semi main event for my end of the card. We have the Unified World Tag Titles. We have the champions, the Untouchables, Misawa and Ogawa, taking on the complete players of Masato Tanaka and Yudro Takahashi. Okay, anybody with a brain knew that Tanaka and Takahashi were taking these titles as soon as this match got made at the last show. So, Ogawa is isolated. They eventually they were able to take out Masawa and then handcuff him to the ring post. That way he couldn't get into the ring. Then they get in the ring and they start beating the absolute shit out of Yoshinari Ogawa. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking pop-up German, sliding Ds, Tokyo pimps, everything. And they eventually just, and eventually the ref just stops the match because Ogawa's lifeless. So we got new tag team champions. I can't believe they just killed that old man. He's <laughs> <laughs> prime Ogawa. He's not old yet. Okay, He's like 30. I mean, to be fair, he's looked like 50 for like the past 40 years. Leave him alone. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, my seven main event is also a tag team title match. We have the champions Riza Sarah and Mayuki versus Mayumi Ozaki and Kyuji Suzuki. Mm-hmm. This was just typical, like, Ozaki Goon shenanigans. Sari doesn't know which side to be on, so she's just playing both sides, so she always wins. Uh, but her no brain cells catches up to her and just tries to help Mayumi win. And that kind of pisses off Riza, so Riza just like kicks her in the fucking head. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that that leaves it open for uh, Yuki to get the win. Afterwards, there's just a lot of arguing between Sari and Riza. And then. Maybe she shouldn't be in the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe she shouldn't. So Riza naturally challenges Sari to a hardcore match. Will we do that at the next show? Probably not. <laughs> no, I'll probably save that for you to do. Yeah, that, that'll probably be at the next like big show. God, I gotta bring in... You know what? 
I'm not even gonna say it. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. I'll just Please announce. Learn. I'll just announce it after this match. Into the main event of my portion, we have the Triple Crown Championship. The champion Tetsuya Naito off of his first defense against Takashi Sagira, taking on his idol Keiji Mudo. Or so we thought it was going to be Keiji Mudo, as the Great Muda appears, and he is the challenger for Tetsuya Naito. Mm. Gets in the ring, just a lot of you know basic prime Muda stuff. Of him being an absolute villain, uh, he goes to miss. Naito, but Naito moves out the way and he misses the referee. But, you know, Muto's got a backup. So Muto goes to miss him again, but Naito kisses him, takes the stuff out of his mouth and then spits it in his eyes before hitting him with the Destino and then climbing to the top rope and hitting the Stardust Press. One, two, three. Naito makes defense number two of the title. As he celebrated, a big man climbs into the ring and choke slams him. Oh, no. He's here. Paul Wright is here. <laughs> he's here, and he's coming for the Triple Crown. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Oh, my God. So, I don't know when that'll, whenever I decide to bring him over on his freelancer deal or not. I mean, I probably won't be booking Paul White. Oh, my plan. I'll, I'll save that for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you better. <laughs> Tell you what. I love him losing, like, two minutes to, like, Yano or something. <laughs> Yano's, I believe, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, no, you can bring Yano in on a freelancer thing. I forgot. You can do that. No. So, yeah, so, um. Main event. Yeah, my main event. Uh, Won't get any bigger than had... you that. I, I don't know. We're, we've got uh, the world title match between Champion Kigetsu and Shuri. Obviously, this was, like, 25-minute Dave Meltzer five-star classic. Not a way to tie shenanigans. 500 pounds, so I mean, I don't know how big it is. Sure. Uh, a way to tie shenanigans all over the place. Did it go to a time limit draw, then another time limit draw by chance? No, I should have done that, actually. But uh, it, it, it went over a little over 25 minutes. And then Kagetsu got the win with the Oedo Coaster and just basically told her to fuck off and got her second defense in. And then I stepped into the ring and I made my challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be the one to uh, dethrone Kigetsu. I mean, I'm the only one who can. Let's be fair. <laughs> All right, but that's our shows next week. Let's just fuck each other's shows completely up. Yeah, so look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to the live reactions of that. Uh, now we're getting to the uh, Tokyo Princess Cup that was inside Shinkiba that's 100 degrees right now because they were sweating as soon as they made that. <laughs> yeah, they were just truly existing and they were pouring the sweat. Listen, props to the people that were in the main event spots on both nights because they had to go a pretty little while compared to the others. So, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I can uh, sympathize with them a little bit because we're at a heat wave in the UK, so I know it, it's very hot over there. I have air conditioning, so I can't sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our houses are built to keep the heat in, so... That's fair. We, we don't have air cons. We're not fancy. Fair. But uh, the the first round 
the Tokyo Princess cult. We had we, we got to start off with which oh. is surefire contender for worst match of the tournament. Uh, Moku Miyamoto versus uh, Raku, worst match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that that was uh, worse than like that one Charmel match in TNA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but of course, in case you don't know, we're joking. Uh, this is just it was just what you expected. Uh, Mocha just debuted in like December. Raku's very much more so idol than she is wrestler, so it's about what you expected from both of them. Uh, but pleasant surprise, Raku gets her first singles win. Hell yeah! Fucking, what's fucking? I, I think it was kind of obvious it was gonna come in the Princess Cult, but good because now she's going all the fucking way, boys. Let's go, <laughs> Princess of Princess yeah. Raku, baby. Yeah, this is uh, very much Raku's. Yeah, honestly. It's time. Raku's just built different. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, the, the match know. was like six minutes. They're not going to do anything crazy. Yeah. Like I said, Mocha just debuted in December. She doesn't know, like, a fucking burning hammer or anything. Uh, <laughs> I just found out that Dr. Yellow is her running neckbreaker. I don't know what I thought Dr. Yellow was, but I didn't think it was her neckbreaker. <laughs> I don't know why you'd call your neckbreaker Dr. Yellow, but that's, that's kind of a base name. I think it's help. a name. <laughs> so, <laughs> makes a lot of sense, but uh, yeah. Next, uh, it's time for me to start my string of complaining because I know exactly what the next match is. Well, we missed uh, Mihara Kayu beating Arisu Endo. No, that's what I was talking about. No, oh. okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what TJPW's problem is, but when you have the second coming of Kataro Suzuki, you don't have her lose in the first round. You have her go to the finals. That's what you do. So I was not happy about this result at all. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Arasu did debut like last week. I uh, don't matter. <laughs> second coming of Kataro Suzuki, Mass Driver, Tiger Driver, Gundam Wing, all of it. Come on. I like, think. It- Katara Suzuki should just wrestle in her place because I don't think you'd do this. <laughs> just put Katara Suzuki in the ring just would be like, alright, this is Endo. He's, he's wearing, wearing like her gear he's, as well. He's, yeah, he's wearing her gear and he's got a wig on. He's like, what? This is like, I'm Arisu. What do you want? <laughs> and I think Arisu Endo should be in Perils del Mal de Hapon in his place. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the crossover we all want, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they got all these dumb cyber fight fantasies. Broke Yukio Sakaguchi versus Kano. Bespoke is Katara Suzuki and Arisu Endo swapping places. <laughs> Tell you that right now. <laughs> but no, uh, that's, you know, that's whatever. It's fine. I'm always here for a passion blue victory, although she's going to get thraxed the next round, but that's fine. I don't I'm know. Lie, this, this match felt really long as well. Yeah. Okay, these two, compared to everybody else, seem like they got very tired from the very, very quick. Which I'm not surprised, because they're, like, kind of newer than everybody else as well. Yeah, like, it closed up on Mahiro, and, like, she was dying. Oh, yeah, she was, like, drenched in sweat as soon as she came out. (laughs) Dude, because she has those big cowboy pants, of course she's going to be drenched in sweat. (laughs) Like, all right, but you know what's fine. Uh, 
obviously, also, it's the first round. It's the first round in a small venue. They're not going to go all out. This is a start. Yeah, I mean, it's like... A 15-minute draw, like, right off the rip. It's like, they're going to take... Yeah, this this isn't Mike or Mina Shirakawa going to a 15-minute draw. Yeah, they're going to take it... With, like, 100 people in attendance. They're going to take it somewhat easy, because when we get to the two main events, they kind of went a little crazy. Yeah, plus this is all, like, the... TJPW, like, diehard fans as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which, that is us, TJPW diehard fans. <laughs> we'll come uh, the um, semi-main event was Mirai Mayumi versus Pom Harajuku. This, this match shit also went, felt like it went forever. This shit went 18 minutes. I would not be told either was. <laughs> like, I don't know why Pom was, like, really good in this match. She was. I'll give her that, but this match was still long as hell. <laughs> yeah, this this was like, di- like I enjoyed the match, but it was like difficult to just sit there and watch it because I'm like, this is gonna be going on forever. It it was one of those matches where I, I was like, I I enjoyed it, then but I was sitting there, I was just like, it's been pretty been pretty long match here. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, uh, anybody with common sense would tell you Mariah was gonna thrax palm and advance on and rightfully so i hope mariah wins it actually she won't but that's wishful thinking i mean one of my picks is already out so i'd like to see her go far my pick got eliminated like in this main event because this company doesn't want to make money and it sucks so yeah speaking of your pick that got eliminated uh we had Miu yamashita versus now kakuta once again, well, first of all, very good match. Uh, I know it sounds like a shocker that this was going to be very good, but it, but it was. Uh, I said it on Twitter. I think that now has the most unique offense on all the TJPW out of all the TJPW roster, just because it's just so different from whatever any of the other people do. I just enjoy it so much, and I think she adds a lot to this company because they don't have a definitive workhorse per se but i think you could give now that label yeah i can see that especially now like she seems to have settled in a lot more yeah because at first i was like "Eh, i don't i don't know about this signing like because she came from my actress and everything Mm -hmm. but like now she's like really settled into a role i mean this match with uh, mia was like Excellent, obviously, because it's got Mew in it, but she really added to it. Like, it wasn't just Mew kicking her in the head for, like, ten minutes. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, so, one... Okay. So, Mew advances. Fucking stupid company this is. Uh, I mean, but, at least she's going to lose to Kamiyu next. That's what I was getting to. I was like, she's definitely <laughs> losing to Kamiyu next, right? <laughs> Yeah, and then Camille, um gets she's gonna, a princess, a princess title match, and she wins. That's not what's going to happen, but she's definitely going to get a title challenge before the Oda Award show. Are you trying to tell me she's not going to be headlining Oda Award? Something gives me a sneaky feeling that she's not, but yeah. Also, yeah but she's got a motorcycle license now. She can come out on a Harley. <laughs> yeah, fucking Rina Yamashita did that, and she fucking lost, <laughs> so it don't matter. <laughs> Uh, I still will push my agenda for now and uh, 
for me, you to be a mean girl tag team and win the tag titles, but you know, it's whatever. Main event was good for the first night. Uh, Rosaldo side, really good match. I don't know what to expect from me versus Camille, but I, I will be watching, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I didn't watch the tag matches, but the, this match, like, show overall was quite good to watch. Yeah, I think both shows were pretty good. I didn't watch tag matches either, but I heard nothing but good things about them, so. I mean, it, it's TJPW, so it was probably funny either way, but, like, I've, I've been watching, like, TJPW for, like, a while, so I just know that their smaller shows aren't going to be on the same level as, like, the cool. big Corican halls. Yeah. But it's still, like, fun to watch, even if you, like, only watch the Corican Hall shows. People gotta realize to some people that's not named New Japan the Stardom, Corican Hall is still very important. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, like, I think everybody who's not a Bushi Road company does their big show at Corican Hall. Yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe not, like, Noah or something, but... No, they did a, a GAC Heavyweight title match with Mar Fuji and Shiozaki, like, last year. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, so, yeah, anybody who's not a Bushy Road owned company still consider Cork going to be very important. So, you know, this, this, this Shinkiba show with like 12 people able to fill the venue like isn't going to be up to that. Yeah, that's true. But the second night of action, I will say, was overall better than the first night, I'll say. Yeah, watching this, it didn't feel like it went on forever. Yeah, especially... Like, like, I feel like the matches were better set up as well. Yeah, but also, like, these these uh, matches under the main event, they felt like they were just gone by super quick. It's like I turned away for a second and, like, it was over. Yeah, like, I definitely thought about that, about um, Marika and Nadoka Tenma. Like, obviously, we'll talk about that one, but, like, yeah. I was watching it, I, I looked over and I was like, oh, it finished. Yeah, it was crazy. But the first one. Yeah, the first one was Miyu Watanabe versus Kaitori Bami, the Bird Woman. Mina! <laughs> I won't go into it. My throat kind of hurts. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I'll do it some other show. But yeah, uh, this. I keep one... meaning to get like a soundboard and just add the start of Miyu's uh, theme onto it. <laughs> gotta gotta fucking invest in that. You see, you know what? Hang out. Just wait till we get a new house and I get a computer set up. I'm gonna add that. We're gonna get that set up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, this one. Once again, a match I really enjoyed. I like I said, Kaya Toribami is definitely not a rookie. First of all, uh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I- she she only had one slip up, and that was that weird rotating thing that she does, but. Yeah, and even then, it really doesn't matter because, I mean, you could hit it anyway. Uh, of course, our offense is still limited because, I mean, it's, I can't see my air quotation marks, but she just debuted it. So, uh, yeah, she's definitely not Hazuki. <laughs> she's definitely not Yoko Bito, but uh, <laughs> definitely not Kairi Hojo. But, um, I mean, I think she could be Yoshiko. But that's just me. Personally, I was thinking Paul White, but that works too. But 
so like I said, I really enjoyed this. Of course, we have Miu just being a big hoss. And the finish, is this a new Miu finish? Because I have not seen her do this. Uh, I don't know, because I can't remember the last time I watched her win a singles match. <laughs> last time I see her win, she won with the Canadian backbreaker, so I didn't know this was new. So basically, she did like, it was like a reverse big ending almost. <laughs> uh, oh, no, like, I think she has done it before, but I, I don't know if she's got the pin win with it. Oh yeah, I mean, Kai is technically still a lower ranking member of the roster, so I'd probably... Probably also helps. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, she advances on. I expect her to go pretty deep. I don't expect her to win, but I expect her to do some pretty... Well, considering I think she's on the same side as the winner of the next one, I think. Uh, she'll probably go to at least the Final Four. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'd be surprised if she reached the final. Oh, shit, I'll be fucking shocked. <laughs> but I feel like that's that's kind of what they would probably do, like, just to shock you, but I feel like TJPW plays it safe a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is why Mizuki's won, like, two in a row. Yeah, they're just like, alright, fuck it. But she's not winning this year, that's the thing. I mean, I like her, but I hope not. Yeah. Like, she does not need the three-peat. Yeah, especially because you're not going to win, so... <laughs> She's at least going to win the international title before she even wins the big belt. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, so after that, we had Yuki Aino versus Yuki Arai, the idol from that one idol group. I can never remember the name. SK48. I'm not big into the idol scene, so I, I don't know I anything about it. I just know she's a massive scene, deal. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fan of the idols. Yes, I am. Love that uh, pop music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this, once again, another fast match wasn't terrible. It was like maybe one slip up. Don't necessarily agree with the decision. I mean, I can understand the decision. Yeah, I can understand it, but I don't necessarily. From like their, their safe booking that they do. Yeah. But. I mean, Yuki or I could have gone at least in the next round. Dude, I'm pretty sure the winner of this faced Haruna Neko next. She could have at least beaten both of them. Okay? <laughs> Easily. She could have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fighting Haruna Neko. She could have escaped with this one and beat the absolute brakes off of Haruna Neko. Okay? <laughs> Bell rings and she just starts shoot kicking her. Come on. She could have at least won these two, but uh, it's safe booking, so I know we'll definitely advance next round and whatever happens after that just happens i mean i don't know if haruna neko is gonna pin her but she doesn't be really surprised because I, I was not expecting yuki i know to go out that early at that like go that far i mean yeah but also this side of her block isn't very heavy so to speak yeah. Uh, pretty sure on the other side you have like Maki. I'm pretty sure Mitsuki's on that side. Miyu, Mirai. Like this side is more so just okay, who we got? 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I can see it like pulling uh, an England in the Euros and getting to like the finals. <laughs> yeah, and then losing and making everybody mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of decisions I don't like. Yeah, that leads us to um, Marika Kabashi versus Nodoka Tenmo, which this match really surprised me. Ah, uh, somewhat surprising. I figured it'd be okay. It was pretty good. I mean, the finish surprised me. Yeah. Why? Why did this happen? <laughs> First of all, I didn't know Marika Kobashi had submissions in her arsenal. The guillotines are finished, so... Well, it shows how much I watch Marika Kobashi matches closely. Uh... But to be fair, she doesn't wrestle, like, singles matches that often. Yeah. I mean, the last singles match she had was pretty good. This one was okay. I personally would have had Nadoka Tenmo win, but that's just me. Yeah, I couldn't. I can understand why they went with Marika, but I would have thought that they would have gone with Nadoka. Yeah, it was just a really weird outcome, but you know what? I'm sure it'll be fine, and I'll just forget about it somewhat. Yeah, the match was like fine to watch. There was nothing like too crazy. And Beth found out that Marika Kobashi does a guillotine, so yeah. that <laughs> that tells you about this match. <laughs> you know what? Well, I was I was like half paying attention to it because I've been uh, doing something more important than watching wrestling. And I look over for a split second, and Marika Kobashi's got a guillotine in, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, having a life instead of watching. <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> but yeah i know people are gonna be very upset on twitter when they find out i actually have a life and i don't watch wrestling all the time it's crazy they think we just watch wrestling all day <laughs> i nap for 90 percent of my day <laughs> uh but yeah i'm sure it'll be fine i don't know who she faces next but it'll be fine but uh that leads us to the main event we've got rika tatsumi Boy, versus the- the international princess champion, Hikari Noah. You laugh like I was going to say something bad about the match. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the match. I didn't hate it at all. Uh, thought it was good. Of course, we had uh, Rika do her do her leg targeting because, of course, she does the move that Cody invented, the figure four leg lock, uh, which is crazy that Suzumi doesn't do it because she reminds me a lot of Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, I feel like there's just something about Suzumi that is very Cody Rhodes-like. When she started doing the RKO as a finish, it was a like callback to the death of Superman. You just got to catch it, like something. <laughs> but I call it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, by that time Suzumi came out and uh, destroyed the throne. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. See, I caught all that, but nobody else did. So I expected her to do the figure four, but uh, Rika does it. And that's fine. Uh, uh, I was like one sec. Like I wrote my notes. I was like halfway through this match. I was like. Please don't tell me I'm going to have to make a Hikari Noah Hayata comparison in this match. Because there were like, <laughs> some points she forgot about her leg being hurt. And then, like, towards the end, she's like, oh, yeah, fuck. I, gotta, I hurt my leg. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I feel like it's easy to forget that your um, leg is being, like, a limb is being targeted. Because it's like, it don't really hurt that much. I mean... And especially since, someone... like, most of her offense requires her running and doing all this shit with her legs, so. Yeah, so she can't really, like, be expected to remember, like, oh, shit, 
she's just been like tying my leg in knots for like five minutes. Yeah. But she eventually came back around and remembered, especially like the spot toward the end where uh, she hit the blizzard suplex and like couldn't hold the bridge. It was just like, uh, yeah, that was like a nice, like small detail that I really liked. I thought it was nice. I thought the whole ending stretch was pretty damn good in itself. Uh, yeah, like I'd say it was like just as good as uh, Mio and Nao's match from the day previous. Yeah, I, like I said, I think the two good main events. Uh, I think this one had a better finishing stretch, but overall, match-wise, I enjoyed the night one more. Uh, but finishing stretch, I thought this one was just, like, perfect. Uh, they got all their stuff out there, uh, hit all their big moves, but, of course, uh, Rika came away with a win, which I'm assuming is going to set her up for an international princess title match. I mean, I'd assume so. I'm Cause she's guessing not, that'll be Hikari a... getting her win back, though. Yeah. No, I don't think she's winning, but I think she'll get a title match because she's not winning this tournament. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know who she's got in the next round. I don't know. Dude, it's probably like fucking... I don't know. It's probably some new trainee they'll debut in the tournament. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But, uh... I don't know if they do that at Wrestle Princess or they just do that on one of the lead up shows and do something else for Wrestle Princess because by then Yuka will be done on AEW Dark, so I don't know if they slot her in somewhere or whatever. I don't know. I could see them doing um Rika and Hikari at Wrestle Princess, honestly. I could, but I I just like to think that they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Holding out for that Mizuki challenge. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was the well, at least two or three days of the first round. Of course, the last part is tonight. Don't even know the card. I'll have to eventually. Well, gonna review it next week, so well, of course we'll tell y'all what happened. But I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely Miu and Kamiu and then Yuki. I know and Haruna Neko. I don't know the rest of the card. Oh shit! I don't know, man. Uh. We're, we're not very prepared. Yeah, we're not. I mean, that's the thing. We're the best and the worst podcast because, I mean, we can have a conversation about wrestling, but we're the worst because we're unprepared as hell. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that takes us over to Marvelous. Uh, it was their fifth year anniversary. Uh, it was in Corican. And, you know, overall, not a bad show. Yeah, this was like... Especially At least for me, year. minus minus the last uh, first two matches, it was like a really good card. What are you talking about? We gotta talk about the first match right now. This is my match <laughs> right here. This is my match of the year right here. Go ahead. What Karu Ito versus Ayo Hozan? Yes. Karu Ito crushed this poor child. <laughs> she sat on her this whole match. <laughs> She kept changing between the Boston Crab and like some other move and like the Camel Clutch. She sat on her this whole match. I think like the I mean the the match was like a typical a trainee getting murdered by some legend. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, that's how it is. But I was like, damn, they really had Ido come out here and sit on her this whole match. <laughs> <laughs> this poor girl's back probably is killing her still. Dude, she has scoliosis for sure. Like, there's no fucking way. And then it was like, the finish was like, I don't know if she was going for like a leg drop. 
or whatever she was doing, she landed on her fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> she crushed that poor child's head. <laughs> and I went back and I replayed it like two or three times. I was like, did she just like sit on her face? Like. <laughs> Wait, is is uh, Chigusa gonna have to like carry the child out of the ring? <laughs> oh my god, this match fucking rules! <laughs> uh, this is a match of the year contender for the year end year end awards for sure. Oh my god, this is fucking great! <laughs> oh lord, we're gonna have a special category dedicated to like legends murdering children. Oh yeah, that was this. This was a quality, uh, but well, of course, you know one. Uh, but next match what, what, was this the uh, the hardcore match or was that something else? No, it was um, Hartley Jackson versus Leo Isakar. Dude, what did Leo Isakar do to get fucking abused by this big burly man? You know what? I've never seen a Hartley Jackson match, but he follows me on Instagram. So I'm obviously a fan of him because we're, we're good friends like that. He liked my Twitter post about Katara Suzuki being innovative this morning, so I, we're big we're big friends actually. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, bro, do you wrestle for anywhere that we can watch? <laughs> no, I'm just I know he wrestles for Zero One, but I personally just haven't seen a match that he's had. Yeah, this was the first time like I've ever seen him. It and was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, this man bullied poor Leo all match. <laughs> <laughs> this dude Laley Saka continues to be the most disrespected person and marvelous. Yeah, someone helped that poor child as well. Yeah. That well, that he... kid is doing his best and he just has like some giant man just swat him out of the air. Yeah, and oh my god, the finish he dropped him on his head. <laughs> he pump handled uh Rikishi driver him and dropped him on his head. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, that I am taking that because that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the, we witnessed two murders in a row. Yeah, of big burly people murdering children. Well, Leo Osaka's like 22, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Uh, luckily, we'll see him next week against Endo, so he won't get murdered. He'll just get to do a bunch of flippy flips. Yeah, hopefully he like lands his flips this time. Oh, yeah. I know that, sh- I know that boy Shima when he was sitting on the outside of game. Whoa, does this dude know what he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, oh yeah, I forgot we forgot to mention. I guess we'll mention it now. That's a good segue. We're gonna review the Damnation produced, which is Daisuke Sasaki's this vanity project. So look forward to that. Uh, yeah, wrestlers doing their own vanity project is always a win in my eyes. Yeah, and the car is actually pretty, pretty high. It's not actually bad. So look forward to that. Uh, next match was the hardcore match. I know that's for sure because I'm pretty sure the top uh three matches were. The cross promotion matches in the main. Yeah, yeah. So we had a six person tag team match with hardcore rules. We had Asuka, Shikayo Nagashima, and Kaoru versus Mikoto Shindo, Tomoko Watanabe, and Yuki Miyazaki. Asuka, Kaoru, and Shikayo Nagashima sounds like my favorite tag team ever. I mean, it was, like, one of my favorite tech teams ever until Karu decided to just fucking jump from the top of a ladder to the outside of the floor. Fuck a leg up. 
I mean, it was still my favorite tag team afterwards because Nagashima and Asuka then had to do all the spots that Karu couldn't. <laughs> yeah, which I was totally fine with. Like, I feel like Asuka doing that um, moonsault off the top of the ladder was probably Karu's spot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, dude. I know that woman's like 52, but she is an absolute psychopath. She loves to do moonsaults off a of heist, though, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I think the spot where Nagashima died when they put her on the table and she got squashed was also Karu's spot. <laughs> Uh, there was um, a, a spot that had me absolutely cracking up with um, every. Were they doing like the octopus stretch or something? Yeah, the copatrice, the abdominal stretch. And, like, yeah, uh, and Karu was just like nah. dead ass laughing. She was like, I am not playing this game. <laughs> and they had to, it took them like two minutes for her to actually get the hold in. Yeah, she was like running around it, like she couldn't figure out how to do it. And then Karu wasn't helping. I was, like, in tears watching this, like, old lady. She was just having a fun time. She's having a blast. Too bad she's old and she's taking positions from young people, so. Yeah, I mean, at least she broke her leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but she still gets her retirement match because uh, Chigusa came out and she's like, uh, well, that was kind of shit, so we're just going to postpone her retirement until she's better again. Which, I mean, that's the right thing to do. Chikus was just looking out for it. I mean, immediately when she got hurt and Tommy was just like, hey, go check on her. She, like, got up, went over there, made sure everybody was going around her. Yeah, like, Chikus is probably, like, the best moment in, like, Joshi. She, like, looks after her kids. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm, like, her parent, so, yeah, she's not going to do a retirement match till she's healthy. Yeah, and her I mean, retirement match is going to be against Takumi as well, so... Which, well, it was originally supposed to be. I have to assume it's the same thing. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Probably, but apparently Takumi, like, sped up her recovery just for that match. Which, like, she came back, like, a month earlier than she was supposed to. Which is crazy. And we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it's crazy to think about that thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh... I was about to say something, my mind blanked. Uh, I'm about Corey, but whatever. Uh, this match was like a bunch of fun. It was just everybody being cracked out, and everybody had to get in the ring and hold down the ladder because it was small and unstable. I think even if, like, this was a really good match, but I think even if Karu didn't get injured, it probably would have been even better somehow. Yeah, she would have dove off of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised this woman hasn't, like, climbed to the top of Korika and just, like, jumped off it. Oh, man. I'm glad she didn't wrestle in uh, the Budokan because, God, she did the Ibushi spot and got banned. She is, like, the Jeff Hardy of Joshi. Yeah, she just, like, fucking dive. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, of course, the uh, Asuka and Nagashima team won after Asuka hit the moonsault off the top of the ladder onto all of the chairs. Asuka remains, like, the greatest of all time, honestly. It's like Scott Steiner, then Asuka's there, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh my god, they should get uh, Scott Steiner for Karu's retirement. They should do that. I feel like he'd do it. Oh, yeah. He didn't even know. He's like, what the hell's a Joshi? <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Steiner. <laughs> Scott Steiner just comes out, but it's like a 20-minute uh, promo, and he's, like, talking about Josh. <laughs> He's like, I was told to come work at Josh event. I came here. I've been here all day in the back 
with no food. Where is this job? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Everybody stop listening to this podcast. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, nobody take our idea. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, that's ours. All right. Uh, so this is the next match. Uh, kind of underwhelming, but go ahead. Yeah, so we had uh, the first of two crossover matches. We had Mayu Itani versus Rin Kodokura. They, I can see what you mean by it was a bit underwhelming. I did, especially okay, for I, them two. Yeah, okay. I didn't think it was bad, but it was underwhelming from what I had expected. I thought it was out of, like, outside of the first two matches, it was probably the weakest match on the card to me. Yeah, especially compared to, like, the match that came after it, which was another, like, stardom crossover. Which this... is, and we'll get to, uh, this was, like, very tame. Yeah, especially for, like, Mayu and Rin, who are, like, easily the the best in their promotions. You just kind of expected more from them. Unless you said it again. What, do you expect more from them? No, they're the two best in their promotions, so I can call oh. them a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from like a, a work rate standpoint, they're, they're the two best. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I forgot about um, Mina Shirakawa, but... Mia Boba knows best. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you can make an argument for Takumi, and we'll get to that later, but... But yeah, like the the point being point that is. this should have been better than it was. Not that it was a bad match; it was still good. Yeah, like they did some cool stuff, and like even like Mayu using the two step dragon suplex to put Ren away was a cool little touch because it's a big match move. I also wasn't expecting Mayu to win. No, I was expecting her to win. But thinking about the main event with Takumi returning i can see why they didn't go all out because i feel like it would have taken away from that oh, probably probably but yeah I mean, my... you don't you don't want to match in the middle of the cards take away like the return of your ace but i don't think even if they went all out i don't think that it would have took anything away because the main event is just too good uh but, you know, hopefully they'll have another one in the future and they'll get to do some more stuff. Are they in the same block for... Uh, no, Rin's not in the fucking five-star. I'm thinking of Takumi. <laughs> They're actually the same person, in case you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's me about to be cancelled for thinking Rin and Takumi are the same person. Well, I don't know how hard it is, because, I mean, Takumi wins singles titles, Rin does not, so... <laughs> True. <laughs> And that was specifically to make fun of Scory. So, uh, anyway. Now, yes, the cross-promotion. Yeah, the cross-promotion tag match was very good. We had Mio Momono and Starlight Kid versus Azumi and Mei Hoshizuki. They immediately started it off going 0 to 100 with two separate high-speed battles with that was like completely different from one another. Yeah, Art. that's what I can really appreciate, especially with Kid and Azumi going outside of stardom because they've got really good like high speed like sequences anyway. But I feel like they don't get a chance to like spice it up because in the stardom it's only really them two. Kid and Azumi, if I mean I guess say Shuri too, but she doesn't really count because she's already done it. 
out of the whole starting roster, I could take I would take those two and you could put them anywhere. Like in any company anywhere. Oh yeah, like I I completely agree with that. Like like other, other than Sherry, I would say those two they can fit with anybody and uh it's crazy considering how form formlematic that stardom is nowadays, but like once they get the chance to show what they can do, they don't take it for granted. Yeah, because I mean that um, kid in May spot was like insane. Like that oh, opening sequence was really good. Oh yeah, and then the Mio and the Zumi spot, same thing, absolutely crazy. Uh, both teams also worked very well together. Uh, I didn't expect the finish with uh, Mio pinning a Zumi. No, but, uh, but I I can understand why that happened. Yeah. I kind of figured they would just have make it pin because I mean, why not? Yeah, but, fuck me. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Azumi's got like five star coming up. I was supposed to take. I was supposed to believe she's got a chance in five star when he's over here losing out of stardom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like I said, really good tag match. One of the better ones I've seen, and it's also another case where the match was like super quick. It wasn't long. They didn't even. Like, I don't want to say they didn't do rest spots, because even the rest spots they did felt like they were very quick. Yeah, because, I mean, according to uh, Cage Match, a very handy source, the match was longer than Mayu and Rin. Crazy. But it didn't feel like that. It felt like it was way quicker than that. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it kind of went longer, because it kind of gave them, like, a little bit more to do. Oh, yeah, let them be a bunch of crackheads. Uh, also, I would like more of Mio and Starlight Kid teaming up, so even more of that. Uh, what I'm saying is Mio Momonoto at a time, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like I said, if I was showing the show to a non-wrestling fan, I would probably show them this match. I thought you were going to say something. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. You cut out, so I was waiting for you to finish. Oh, okay. So I was like, if I was showing this to a non-wrestling fan, uh, well, showing the show to a non-wrestling fan, I'd probably show them this match. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I feel like this, minus the main event, because you kind of need a bit of context to it, this, like, overall is just, like, a really good standout match. Yeah. Like, on its own. I mean, the main event was definitely the best match on the card, but you need context to it. That's the thing. Like this one, there was no context at all. You just it was just a match that happened, and it was good. Yeah, that's true. But now, also, speaking of the main event, okay, <laughs> they gave Takumi Aroha the WWF 2001 Triple H return video when he hurt his knee on Raw. I was just waiting for it to go. It's a beautiful day. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> waiting on the YouTube to start playing. I was like, oh my god, there's no video. <laughs> Yeah, Takumi Iroha is basically the modern-day Triple H. Dude, I was waiting for her to come out in the denim jacket. <laughs> All she denim. comes out in the full, like, denim, denim fit. I was actually waiting for her to come out to the game. <laughs> Time to play the game. And Takumi just standing there on the entrance. 
but she's got a live performance for her entrance. Like, oh my god, I just couldn't get over the fact they gave her the Triple H video. I was like, this fucking rules. I love Marvelous. <laughs> yeah, they Chigusa had like a bit of extra change for this one. She was like, I'm going all out. <laughs> she was like, shit, we need we need a live performance. We need the, hey, y'all y'all ever see that Triple H video from 2001? Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Chigusa no Goyer, big Triple H fan. Big WWF 2001 fan. <laughs> she was actually very happy into the Alliance versus uh, WWF storyline. <laughs> uh, but um, then we have the absolute menace, Habiki, come out with Miyagi. and These two were just doing whatever. <laughs> First of all, that Glee uh, tracksuit, very cool. And I kind of want one. All right, let's. All right, great. Uh, lit it, President Suzuki. If you're listening to this, we would like the track seats. <laughs> if you we'll, like... we'll become a podcast dedicated to your company if you give us a track suit. Oh, for sure. Like, dude, you only have to tell us twice. We'll we'll <laughs> launch episodes specifically for for great if you just give us a track suit. Right. <laughs> now back to what I was saying. Habiki making her entrance is the greatest thing I've seen because she's like fucking shaking as she's walking to the ring. <laughs> like she's cracked out of her mind. I'm like, bro, is she okay? Is she good? She She's fully cracked out. I don't know what she does before like she cuts a promo on like Twitter or she like goes out. But she's like hyped up. She's like on something. Yeah, she's like shaking her fist. She's like mouthing her theme and she's like, like shouting with her hands. She's like, I'm like, bro, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she gets possessed whenever she comes out. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love it. But the match itself, very, very good. Like I said, I thought it was about Habiki once crowd. It's going to be so, so money for Marvelous. Hopefully, oh, yeah, by- like, I feel like the this Habiki thing that they're doing at the minute is definitely going to pay off for them. Hopefully by when fans can make noise, they have a singles belt because, like I said, I think Habiki is just money to be made. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Plus, they need to start selling um, Habiki-branded megaphones. Have they? They should. If I was Nagoya, Don't... I'd be getting on the on the phone. If... We are. <laughs> Don't put this out there. <laughs> you didn't hear that. All right. No, so <laughs> Habiki has done a great job of standing out in a company along with Mia Momono and Takumi Aro. That in itself is a great task. And she didn't have to be this high work rate person. Not saying her work is bad either, because like, she is a good worker. Like She has very unique offense that sets her away. And uh, just everything she does is entertaining. She just figured out a way to separate her from the pack, and it's like worked out great. Um, and the story they told in this match was very simple, standard. Okay, your back, uh, which leg hurts? That one? Okay, I'm hurting that one. <laughs> you just got back from injury, I'm going to injure you again. I mean, it was great psychology on Hibiki's part. Yeah, Hibiki's limb targeting was actually kind of crazy because it was a lot of unique offense, especially on the outside with the barrier. Uh, and I think Hayao the- should watch this match. Nah, uh, yeah, you should watch any match where the person sells their limb targeting and he'd be alright. Nah, but uh, even like the half figure four Habiki kind of did, it's like, 
before she eventually locked into figure four, she just kind of like half did it and just hill hooked her. So, and I thought that was really nice. Um, mm. But Takumi, for someone whose knee just said, I'm out of here, did not miss a beat. Yeah, she does not look like she's just missed the past eight months of work. Oh, not at all. Like, she was like, it's not even, she didn't even look slow. She was going full speed. I mean, I'm kind of nervous for, like, all the matches she's got in five-star. They're all going 15 minutes. (laughs) Her knee's about to leave again. All right, well, she'll be cleared in time for Kaoru's retirement, so it's fine. Uh, Yeah. But, I mean, even then, like, knowing she came back a month early just for that, so she's still not, like, 100%. Like 100%, and she's out here looking like she's 100%, so that's kind of scary to think about. Yeah, plus this match went, like, 25 minutes or something, so... I didn't even know it went 25 minutes. That's how invested I was. <laughs> yeah, like, I love when a match is, like, that good. You don't realize that it's just gone, like, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, I didn't even realize it. Like, there's... Usually with long matches, I can go, okay, this match has been long. This one didn't even think it hit 20. I was like, figured it was like 18 or something, but that's crazy. Uh, Yeah, this was basically like the POM match where it felt like it went for 25 minutes. But in reverse. (laughs) Uh, But of course, Takumi's not losing her return. She's got a big, big match, got a big tournament up for the stardom coming up. So, got to win here. which, which, Takumi coming back at this time is probably best case scenario for Marvelous because they are on a roll, and Takumi is only going to help them. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, obviously, everyone in Marvel is really good, but I don't know how long they could have kept up that momentum without Takumi. Yeah, because it was just they only had they could only really count on May, Mio, and Ren, and then Habiki. But they needed that extra person to just be there to round it all out. And Takumi is obviously that person. Yeah. Uh, now time for the moment y'all been waiting for. Me and Beth talking about the five-star Grand Prix. So we already mentioned that uh, Takumi's in this tournament. Nobody knew it until Saya Kamatani decided to say, I am very interested in facing Takumi Oroha this tournament. And, and then they were just she like, didn't even realize she said it. The entire crowd started laughing. She's like, why are you laughing? They said, you just said Takumi Hiroha. And she was like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and Rossi yeah, she was like in tears. Rossi was just stood there with a picture of Takumi. Like, uh... <laughs> and Rossi was just like, I am going to make you lose every match this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout out to Seo for ruining the surprise. I think she should do that with everything now. Yeah, I think she should just ruin the six-month booking plans. Saya is the um, Natalia of stardom. <laughs> <laughs> That's for true. <laughs> like, Hazuki's going to return one day and, like, Saya's going to post a selfie with her. Yeah, she's like, he's going to be like, oh, look who I got. Look who's backstage. <laughs> it's look like fucking Hazuki. <laughs> Zuki and gear. <laughs> Hazuki's coming back to QQ and, like, Say is the one that ruins the surprise. It's like, look who I got. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I guess just uh, list the red star block first. I mean, I'll go over the blue star because that's the one that's got Sire and Takumi in it. Okay, yeah, then I guess that's more topical for this. 
Yeah, so um, Blue Stars has got the World Stardom Champion, Yutami Hayashiste, the SWA and Tag Champion, Shiri, the White Belt Holder, Tamakano, Sayakamitani, Mika, Azumi, Konami, uh, Yanagi Sayaka, Ruaka, and Takumi Iroa. And I've just noticed There's whoever no... did the I... graphic got Ruaka and Yanagi mixed up. <laughs> and the other block has no fucking titles. So Yeah, the the other block has Julia. Oh, it's got Natsupoi as well. Nobody's fucking challenging for that high speed title. I thought Starlight Kid was meant to, but I don't know what's happening with that. I think they've just forgot about it. Probably. <laughs> well, but, I mean... uh, Stardom never knows what they're doing, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stardom just doesn't like putting champions in the same block, but or in different blocks, but... Uh... Yeah, I can't wait for Blue Stars to have, like, five time limit draws because they don't want any of the champions to get pinned. Exactly. Also, very hilarious in Stardom canon that fucking Julia is scared shitless of Raka. Yeah, that is like one of my favorite things. Is Raka just like Julia pretends to be big and tough, and Raka just beats her ass? The <laughs> sixteen-year-old just whoops her ass. Julia's getting bullied by sixteen-year-old uh, Natsuko Tora. Yeah, exactly. Like, Julia's trying to be this big badass and bully people, and she's getting bodied by baby Natsuko. <laughs> uh, but uh, go ahead and list the Red Stars. Yeah, so uh, the Red Stars has Julia, Mayu Iwatani, Maimo Watanabe, Fukigen Death, Se- uh, Saki Kashima, they put Seiya Kashima, uh, Starlight Kid, Himeka, Natsupoi, Kagama, and Mina Shirakawa. Dang, I kind of just want to watch the Red Stars. <laughs> <laughs> they have Koguma. I mean, I, I can't wait for Freak again to just wreck everybody and their, like, potential of winning. I know, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> like, looking at this block, outside of, like, Mayu, Fukigen's probably the best wrestler in this fucking block. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Momo's very good, but I I don't think she's going to win. Okay, so it's obviously going to come down to, like, Julia and Momo on the final night. Julia's going to tap her, and then she's going to tap out Takumi the next night. And Joshi Twitter is going to be so upset when it's been so obvious that Julia's going to win this tournament for the longest. I mean, first of all, Momo's first match is against Mayu. So that's yeah. going to be a time limit draw. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not looking forward to these Hameka singles matches, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm looking forward to them if uh, she brings back her running, like, powerbomb. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets it. Where she just, like, concusses them. It's like, her doing that to, like, Starlight Kids, Saki, and, like, Poi or something, that'll look insane. She's gonna launch Poi out the ring. <laughs> she's gonna pick up uh, Saki, and she's gonna toss her, and she's gonna end up in, like, the next city. <laughs> she's gonna go through the ring and then like that's gonna be it I feel like Saki is gonna get very concussed in a match against Himeka oh yeah probably uh... because Saki is not that good health wise anyway like the amount yeah. of time she's missed things because of her health so Himeka is gonna slaughter her 
Oh, for sure. Uh, so, my pick is Kagoma. Okay, there we go. I mean, obviously my pick is Minashirakawa. If I'm going to be realistic, I'm going to say Himeka. Nope, our picks are Minashirakawa and Kagoma. <laughs> Oh, you don't like it? Kiss my ass. I don't know. No. <laughs> Realistically, it's definitely going to be Julia, but our picks are Kaguma and Mina Shirakawa, and that's final. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like with Blue Stars, it's a little bit more up in the air. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't think Yatami is going to win it. Takumi will probably win the block, either her or Shuri. I mean, I just want to see Shuri versus Takumi anyway. I'll be the only match we watch. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Yanagi versus Takumi. Or Yanagi versus anybody for that matter. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to her wrestling singles matches or matches at all. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I feel like I, Yanagi might be the one to get zero points. No, she's going to spoil somebody. 100%. She's I gonna, feel like she'll probably like, pin, like, maybe Tam or Saya. She's pinning Tam or Utami. She's and been... then we're going to get Yanagi three bolts. This company's already dying, so might as well commit. <laughs> <laughs> Yanagi no. three bolts plus uh, Yanagi five star. Like, she's definitely pinning one of the world champions. It's either that or she's going to beat Shuri. It's going to be one of the three. I could see her fucking up Shuri's run to the final. It's definitely going to happen. Looking at this box, she's going to be a spoiler. There's no way. Yeah, I feel like either her or Red... Ruwaka is going to spoil it. Because Red Stars have Saki, so they we are no... they have Saki and Fukugan Death. We know who's spoiling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be Inaki. But, uh... Yep, so Joshi Twitter, Stardom Twitter, our picks are Kaguma, Mina Shirakawa. Let us know what you think so I can... Down, downgraded on Twitter and let them know it's not important what you think. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, next week we're going to cover the Damnation show. Of course, we're going to fantasy book each other's shows. We're actually, we told y'all last week we were going to watch that 2014 stardom show. We're going to do that next week. Uh, we didn't realize there was so much going on this week, but yeah, next- everything kind of like crept up at the last minute. Yeah, but next week there's not much going on, so we'll definitely check that out next week. Uh, Which is a lot to say say about that show. I can't wait till we talk about Masaki Mochizuki beating the fuck out of women. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, But we're also going to try to at least cover the tag title match from Ice Ribbon if it gets released. Uh, If not, we'll probably just tell you who wins. Yeah, we'll just tell you that me and Beth won the International Ribbon Tag Titles. Um, Yeah. Any other show that happens that might be worth checking out, we'll we'll let y'all we'll, we'll let y'all know. Of course, when the show starts next week, but we don't know. Like we don't know. Wrestling's weird. Sometimes on some weeks everybody runs, and then on some weeks nobody runs at all. Especially with the Olympics as well, I feel like it's going to be a bit more spread out than usual. Yeah, so we'll just cover the Olympics whenever we don't have anything to cover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways. So. Can't wait to talk about Team GB winning the tennis or something. Can I talk about the Virgin, British Virgin Islands against the Chad? The Chad Chad. 
Yeah, bad, bad, bro. The guys, bro. Yeah, I know. Can't wait. Anyway, that's all we got for this week, so we'll see you next week. <laughs>